Hi guys, I'm Bree. And I'm Allie, and this is Off Script. If you think about it, books are potential scripts for movies. When this adaptation happens, typically it's disappointing because they went off script. In this series, we will be talking about how off script they went. Okay. Alrighty. Welcome to season two, episode three. Now you're going to be doing sound effects. I am. (laughs) Yes, we'll get there. (laughs) So, um, we decided that to follow kind of like a TV show, Mm -hmm. we will restart, oops, we will restart the number, this episode number. (laughs) Restart the number. So, like, (laughs) season two, episode three. Yeah. Not episode 19 or whatever. What do you mean? Restart the number? Restart the (laughs) number. I don't know. I got my point across. That's all (laughs) that matters. That's true. (laughs) It makes sense to me. Okay, good. So, let me paint you a picture. We got about 20 minutes into our podcast, <laughs> and then it totally, I don't know, a lot of stuff went down. Something happened where I couldn't hear Allie's track, because <laughs> we were playing with sound effects, <laughs> probably. It's probably it. <laughs> this is just too fancy of a system for us. We're still trying to figure it out. Okay, so my picture painting is we just recorded for 20 minutes and then we started messing with some sound effects and I had to call my dad in to help and he deemed it unusable and deleted it (laughs) it's like it's fine you guys haven't been recording for that long we're like wait we have Uh good stuff (laughs) yeah it's like great now I have to remember my jokes We're not that funny. We have like a one joke thing and then we're done. So use all my good ones on our twenty minutes, guys. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, so we're just gonna kinda jump into it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that was my picture. So here's our synopsis. Okay. Stand for- gosh, I did it again. Okay, that was something I did in the first time. <laughs> Dang it! Okay, so the word is Stanley is wrongfully, and I keep combining those Stanfully. words. Stanfully. She did that in the first one, too. Oh, she screwed up a little bit more. Gosh. Like, no, towards the end, don't, too. Don't, don't give that away. I was going to do it good this time, but I already screwed up on the first word. I, I was gonna, wondering, I was like, what's taking her so long to start this? And I screwed it up anyways. You know why you screw it up? Because I... Because you overthink it. Yes! I wonder why, when you're over here waiting for me to screw up. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> it's hard. That makes me overthink it more. <sighs> okay. Stanley is wrongfully sent to Camp Green Lake, which is a juvenile detention camp, where the warden and her staff force the children in their care to mysteriously dig holes all day long in the desert. Their rehabilitation is questioned as they think something sinister is involved. I did it! Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> I 
author, Louis Sackar, director, Andrew Davis, and screenplay, also Louis Sackar. Hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> we got a play that we didn't do this already. <laughs> This is, this is another reason we don't re-record for all of season one that was horrible audio because... Because yeah, we already... Because we we're... How to react. Yes. And so... But anyways... Well, you didn't say the same thing for me to say the same thing last time. <laughs> so... So, that makes sense as to why it's so perfectly matched. Huh. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> we talked about how uh, Pet Cemetery, yeah. yep, and yeah. Gone Girl yeah. were also written yeah. by their author. Yep. And, and I tried to be like, those were similar, and then I was like, I can't. <laughs> yes. I can't. Nope. All right. So let's keep going. So the book was released August 20th, 1998. Horrible birthday present. Aww. That's right, because your birthday's five days later. Mm-hmm. And a couple years earlier. Wait. Later. <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I meant earlier. Your birthday. Like, this came out a couple of years later. Yeah. But I mean, my birthday's still five days after this came out. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> when I only get one? <laughs> yes. One birthday. That's it. Birthday. <laughs> birthday. Okay. The movie came out April 11th, 2003. That is a five-year difference. Wow. Yep. What are your initial thoughts after reading and watching? <laughs> I hate this movie. <laughs> I hate the book. Hate it makes the movie. me so sad. I cannot stand it. Won't read it again. Uh, watch it again. <gasps> I hadn't watched it since... April of 2003. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you guys. I love this book. <laughs> love this movie. This is my, uh, like, fourth time reading it, I think. <laughs> and don't even know how many time watching it. I love it. And I will read it again and again. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> hey, Allie, why do we pick this book? It's my birthday month. Woo! So I have to pick all the books. Hey, look, that's where I wooed. <gasps> you did. You didn't say you weren't going to woo this time. <laughs> no, nope. Guys, I'm not going to woo this time because I don't like the book or the movie. But I might woo because we're done with it. Aw, I'll do the wooing for you. Well, I just wooed for your birthday month. Yeah, so there. Hey, you're one week closer to 31. No, oh, no, don't say that. What? Why? Besides it being my birthday month, I, my first memory with this book is my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Adams. He is the reason I went into teaching and he read this to us as our read aloud and he said, okay, you guys, we have to finish it by this date. What was it? April 11th? Yeah. And he said, because we're going to do a class field trip to go see the movie. It was like an after school field trip, so it wasn't really a field trip, but it was... He was like, I'm going to be at this theater. If you guys want to come, come. And so we read it. We finished it. We went. And it was so cool to see, like, 90%, if not all, the class there. We all just were all sitting in the rows together, eating popcorn, sitting with my friends. It was just, like, super fun. And 
uh, then the next day we go back and we do our, we like talk about it. We're like, he's like, okay, so what did they do well? What basically our podcast. <laughs> and so then when I became a teacher, I was going to do it with my fourth graders. And then I got, we okay? We are now. <laughs> oh no, what happened? <laughs> There we go. I was wondering why I wasn't hearing, like, my voice. (laughs) I was like, wow, we really fixed a lot. Okay, let me finish my story. And then we'll be like, oh, my gosh, this just happened. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Damn it. No, we'll just do it right now. You guys, <laughs> freaking gosh, we just can't catch a break. We were so excited. This Friday has been the worst <laughs> Friday ever. We were so excited to be professional this uh. season. And Bree just had her microphone off this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so now she's loud and you can hear her. If you were like, Sorry. turning up your... your phone or wherever. Turn it up and be like, damn, Allie's so loud and Bree's so quiet. That's why. Goodness me. Uh, At least you caught it. Damn. <laughs> talking about the cast at the end. And he's like, wait, uh, why, is, why is your waveform exactly like my waveform? Uh, okay. Alright, let me finish my story. <laughs> so, then I became a teacher and I was like, I'm going to do this with my fourth graders, too. And then two weeks in the school year, I got sent to kindergartner. Kindergartners? I got sent <laughs> to kindergarten, and I was so sad because I was like, kindergartners can't understand this book. But then I got switched back to fourth grade next year, and I was like, yes, I'm going to read it. And sure enough, we read it. We compared and contrast. It was... <sighs> this was the first one we did. It was Beholes. Holes. So. Was Beholes? <laughs> I don't even know what I was trying to say. I was trying to say something else, and it got mixed together, but I have no memory of what I was trying to say. Look at those buttholes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was all you, yeah, whatever. my friend. Okay. All right. Now, this is where we messed it up. Let's see if we mess it again. Maybe you should save it, just in case. Okay. All right. So we said, this is where we screwed up. This is where we screwed it up, guys, because Allie got excited. (laughs) I got excited. I got excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you wanted to do the title. Well, all I did, okay, guys, I was so, I was like, Allie, super fun facts. And I was like, oh my gosh, you should add like an echo or something to that. And Bree's like, okay. And I was like, she really can do it. Because we have a cool studio now. Yeah. And so then we started messing with it, and then she got my mic turned off, and yeah. we could not figure out how to turn it back on, and then... It was something so easy. But we figured it out now. So, get ready for every week, a new fun little sound effect right here. Sound effect right here. Ready? Yes. Allie's Super Fun Facts. <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> And the funny thing is, she can hear it in the headphones, and I have no idea what I sound like. Guys, I feel like I need to find... There's a really fun one. I feel like this is unfair. 
So I'm just not going to know what I sound like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to know what I sound like until you're like, okay, here, it's edited. (laughs) You guys love 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 this. Oh no, this is the Halloween one. I just did that with my laugh though. <laughs> oh, guys, we should not be able to be in control of this much fun equipment. No, not at all. That's why I kind of ignored all of it. <laughs> Until tonight. And now we can't. <laughs> so here's my fun facts. Louis Sackar said the depressingly hot summers in Texas inspired him to write the source of the novel. I mean, I get that when I'm super hot. (laughs) Breeze over your texting, not caring about our podcast. I see how it is. Whatever. (laughs) I was texting my mom to be like, oh my god, the fix was easy. I mean, I get it. Hot sucks. I hate being hot. Yep. I'm not even going to try to reenact the last conversation we had about that. It's okay. (laughs) Okay. So the author made a brief cameo in the film. He was in the Old West. He was Mr. Collingwood, who Sam sold some onion oil to to help because he was bald. Yeah, it was definitely doing laundry during this scene, so I don't remember who that is. Gosh. <laughs> Bree just caring about our podcast over here. <laughs> I was paying attention for the important things. I got my list of notes. Okay, fine. I do. The production crew had to dig about 400 Ooh. holes throughout the filming. Dude, I would have left. I wouldn't have. Would not. I don't blame you. That sounds horrible. Could you imagine coming out of film school being like, what, 21... I think I was 20. Nope, I was 21. I was 21. Being 21, being like, yeah, I'm going to go work on the film crew. This is going to be fun. And then they're like, hey, go dig a hole. That would suck. <laughs> like, screw you. <laughs> dig your own hole. I mean, they're paying you, but yes, that would suck. Uh, Not all the time. No. The project- production crew. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Uh-uh. Oh, I would have left too a then. A lot of times it's... Hey, you want to do this? You have to get your hours so that you can be a union employee. And you have to get so many hours volunteer. That sucks. Sorry. I mean, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That was one of the, when I was in LA, I was like, oh shit, this is harder than I even realized. Because I didn't think about, oh, you have to join the union. Oh, you have to do this. There's this hoop to jump through and this. That sucks. Yeah, I was working on a short film, and they were talking about it because there were a bunch of people who were really close to getting their, uh, like, SAG card. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's so cool. And then they told me everything. Um, I was like, like, I think they had to have, like, 450 hours Ugh. of working on a set. Yeah. And then, like, so many hours of it had to be paid or whatever. And I was like, how on earth? And it had to be done in a certain amount of time, too. And I was <laughs> Yeah, wow. Not worth it. Look, not I mean, worth it that you just say, finished your degree for it and everything. Say, <laughs> obviously it is still worth it, but I just, I have to figure out how to, yeah. Yeah. I'll figure that out. Maybe at some point, I don't know. That's why I podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the actors had to complete physical training before the film could begin. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Working heat, digging holes. Mm-hmm. 
And then Sigourney Weaver's daughter wanted her to play the part of the warden. She loved this book. So she's like, Mom, you better audition. And so she did. Let's get to comparing. (sighs) Look, we're right back to where we were. 20 minutes. 20 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, so for the most part... The book and movie matched pretty well. The movie did things in different orders, but for the most part, it was pretty similar. So, the book starts off by giving out details about the lake, about yellow-spotted lizards, about Camp Green Lake and how it's a juvenile detention center, and then Stanley had the choice. He could go to camp or jail, and so he chooses to go to Camp Green Lake. I've never been to camp before, (laughs) and so there we go. And this then, is not camp. No, it is not. It's child labor. It is. So then Stanley's backstory, uh, he we get that as he's riding into camp, we figure out that his family's super unlucky, and they believe it's from a curse from his no-good, dirty, rotten, pig-stealing great-great-grandfather. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, keep going. So Stanley's dad's an inventor, and right now he's trying to come up with an invention to for old shoes because obviously uh, everyone has old shoes. They got to figure out something to do with them. I mean, I just throw mine away. But so the curse is because oh no, and then something else that happened from the curse is like his great grandfather was robbed by the outlaw kissing Kate Barlow, and and that but his mom's like ah, but he didn't die, so it's no curse because his mom doesn't believe in the curse. And it talks about how Stanley is overweight and he gets made fun of and he has no friends. And it was just like his whole backstory. Bree's favorite thing. (laughs) Yes. So much so. In the movie, I did like in the movie that uh, it starts with you seeing Barf Bag getting stung or bit by the lizard. Nope. Sank. Yep. There you go. (laughs) Stung by the lizard. Stung by the snake. Bit by the lizard. Bit by the snake. (laughs) Movie. Or a book, can't you tell? Because <laughs> uh, in the book, they explain it later on, but you're not with barf bag like you are in the movie. So I mm. like that. Yeah, I, I liked how that started, too. Um, And then you go to Stanley on the bus and him running in the... running in the road with the shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't that supposed to happen at night? The shoes thing? I always pictured it at night. I pictured it after school. He just missed the bus. Mm. Did he say that in the book? Yeah. Oh. He missed the bus because he was... I just assumed from Zero's story. Oh, no, it was... It was like 3.20. They say it at the very end. It's like 3.20, because the shoes were stolen at 3.15, and 3.20 he was pulling his uh, notebook out of the toilet. Oh, yeah. Yep, you're right. I pictured it at night. I also didn't like that in the movie. Stanley saw a ghost of Sam. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I was like, what? So as as he's on the bus, he sees, like, Coming into Camp Green Lake. Yeah. And you don't even know who Sam is? Stan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing great already. (laughs) When Brie really doesn't care about things, she's just like... Like, lizard, snake, <laughs> stamp. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. 
So another difference in the movie, which I actually enjoyed, was that Stanley's grandpa was involved. So he's not mentioned in the book. Yeah, he's not mentioned in the book, his grandpa. But his grandpa lives with them in the movie, and I just really liked his grandpa. I thought he was funny. <laughs> so, I, that was an okay change for me. Actually, I want to say 90% of the changes the movie did, I prefer. Yeah. I'm, right. sure, I'm sure there's a couple that aren't. And I'm sure... Ghost Sam. Yeah, there was one. I didn't <laughs> like that. There we go. As we continue... Yep. So Stanley's getting off the bus, and he goes and this man named Mr. Sir offers uh, soda to the bus driver and Stanley's just watching. He's like so thirsty. And um, then Stanley gets sent to his camp, like his tent where he meets Mr. Pendansky, who's that's the that's Tent D's counselor, which I mean, he only he was the main counselor for this group of boys, mm-hmm. but it seemed like in the movie it was just the three of them, Mr. Yeah. Sir, the yeah. warden, yeah. Whereas there are other counselors in the book. It's just we focus on each tent has their own counselor. So Mr. Penancy is Tent D's counselor, and so he's introducing Stanley to all the boys. And we're using their real names because all of them have nicknames, such as Bree said Barfbag was nicknamed. Uh, yeah. So they have like, there's Armpit, Zigzag, Zero, X Ray, X Ray, Caveman, Caveman, and Magnet, Twitch, Twitch. Yeah, so there's a bunch of nicknames. And so, but he says Zero. So like he was giving everyone's real name except Zero because Zero's got nothing in his head and it's like, they can't name nothing can name anything zero without me thinking of Jack. Oh, zero. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I don't know how I didn't think of that. <laughs> Did you not? That's all I any time I read it or heard it in the movie, I just thought of Jack calling her zero. I was like, mm, I should go watch Nightmare. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So the movie pretty much did that. It does. <laughs> but. So in the movie, Mr. Sir, when he gets off, offers Stanley a drink. Or is like, are you thirsty, Stanley? That doesn't happen in the book. I'm Stanley, pretty sure it does. Stanley thinks it. He's like, man, I wish they would like give me a drink and like, he grabs two drinks, and he's like, oh, I bet one's for me. And then yeah. he's like, oh, nope, it's for the other guy. But it doesn't get said. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Whereas yeah. in the movie, it gets said. And I was like... Yeah. He's like, you better get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. then, yeah, Stanley... That's inner monologue well, in I the mean, book. There was no inner monologue in the movie, so they, <laughs> they had to come up with their ways. And uh, in the book... Oh, no, in the movie, Stanley laughs at Mr. Sir's name, like, when he introduces himself. And I feel like that would not be something Stanley would do. Because, like, Stanley's, like, a very, like, quiet well, Here's kid. the thing. I love Shia. I will not talk bad about him. But they cast the kid from Even Stevens. I know. The kid from Even Stevens would do that. Right. Unfortunately. So. 
So as we continue, Stanley, we find out that Stanley was sent to camp because he, as we said, was bullied one day. He missed the bus and he's walking home from school and some shoes fell off from the overpass onto his head. He started running because he's like, oh my gosh, this is a sign because my dad has been trying to figure out what to do with old shoes. And so he starts running and the cops pull him over, wonder why he's running, and they find out it's Clyde Livingston's shoes, who is this famous baseball player who just donated his shoes to the homeless shelter for, like, an auction going on. Oh, and then, so then Stanley's family couldn't afford a lawyer, and his mom's like, it's okay, you know, just tell the truth, and no one believed his truth. They're like, shoes fell from the sky, really. And so they sent him to camp. Camp. Uh-huh. That pretty much happened the same, I think. Yeah. Um... I feel like this note of mine happened before what you just said. Okay, but uh, I disliked that in the movie. The kids seemed super freaking mean to Stanley. Yes, like, I didn't like that either. In the book, they're kind of put off because he's a newcomer, but they're not bullying him like they are in the movie. Yeah. They don't bully him until later in the book. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I thought that was weird. That was one of my not likes. Mm-hmm. So the book starts flipping between 150 years ago and now, and I'm just going to, to make it easier, this is all the 150 years ago part. Smart. That's how I wrote it. I like <laughs> it. Okay, cool. You didn't want to gone girl it? I did not. Not for this part. Well, it does flip again later, but as of right now. I think that's my problem with this book, because like 50% of this book is going back to people I don't care about. And like, But they it all just all relate, and it's like a puzzle, and it's like... It's a puzzle that he purposely doesn't even fill in. What? We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> so, flashback to Stanley's great-great-grandfather. Elia Yelnats, he's in love with this girl named Myra, but she's like a ditz. And so, and it's way back when, so he asks her father for her hand, and she's he's like, nah, I'm gonna give it, give her to this other guy, because he's giving me a pig. And he's like, ugh. Oh. And he goes to Madame Zeroni, who's like a gypsy in town. He's like, I love this woman. What do I do? And she's like, no, go to America. She's she's dumb. And he's like, no, I truly love her. And she's like, fine, here, take my, my littlest piglet and go carry him up the mountain. Every single day. Every single day, let him drink and then sing this pig lullaby song. And so he's he does it. And she says, on the very last day, you have to come and then carry me up. If you don't, I'm going to put a curse on your family. He's like, oh, of course, you know, I anything for you. And the, what they all say. <laughs> the last day comes and he doesn't want to carry the pig up the very last day because he's like, oh, my gosh, I'll smell so stinky. I said that right. Smell so stinky. And so then <laughs> in my head it jumbled together. And so then it jumbled in mine, too. Really? So, yeah, it sounded like you said something about the mouth being sticky. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but then I also wonder if it's because I got the headphones on. Yeah, maybe. So then he brings the pig, and his pig and the other guy's pig weigh exactly the same. So the dad's like, Myra, you pick. Which one do you want? And she's like, oh, which one's pig weighs the most? And <laughs> Elliot is like, what? And then... He's Eliana? Like, Elian, El, El, Elia? Elia. Thank you. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> said it right the first time, and then you got me thinking about it, and I'm like, wait, what? 
And she's like, okay, pick a number between one and ten. And he's like, screw you. No. Okay, bye. And then he's so mad, he's like, just goes to the docks and goes to America. And it's like, when he's on the boat, he's like, oh, I forgot to take Madame Zeroni. So it's not like he like was mad at her or anything. He just forgot. And as he's in America now, he's like looking for her great, her grandson, I think, to like try and make right. And mm. because she said he moved to America. Uh, I think it's her son, actually. I think so, yeah. And so then um, he never found her, but he got married, and they had a baby, and they sing the pink lullaby all the time, and... Who gets married? Elia. El- Elna. Elia. <laughs> Elia. Thank you. <laughs> Elia and who? I don't know, some other girl. Oh, well, you didn't say that. Oh, some girl and Elia get married. <laughs> you were like, he was looking for his son, but combined it. Okay. And then, and then Elia, they got married. Elia got married. <laughs> I was like, and then she's like, oh, I'm going to name him Stanley because it's yell and that's backwards. And so then now that's all the boys in the family are named Stanley because it's so funny. I would hate that. <laughs> if your name was forward and backwards. I mean, at first it'd be cool, but. If that was the only reason why you got named that. Could you imagine? Right. If you were the first one to, I'd be like, yeah, that's awesome. And then mm-hmm. everybody got named it mm-hmm. after you. Yeah, like that. this fourth one? Yeah. I'd be like, I agree. Some great, great, great relative was yeah. not so great. <laughs> yes. And that, I think they match pretty darn good. Yeah, I have nothing. Okay. So now we're back. Also, oh, yeah, basically, literally... I'm not jumping in and explaining what happens in the movie because it happens exactly how she's explaining. Yes. Yes. Just wanted to make that clear. Yes. It's not just because Brie hates it. She's just going <laughs> to <Yeah>. sit here. <laughs> so Stanley had to dig a hole. We're back to Stanley now, which is five feet down, five feet in any direction. And then the shovels are that long. So he has to start digging. His hands are blistering. Zero's the first one to finish. And then we finish his Zero. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Spits in his hole. And Stanley gets stuck, but Mr. Bonanski comes and helps him out. <laughs> Which I just, you just said Mr. Bonanski. Bonanski. It sounds like banana. Bonanski. <laughs> I really don't know what I said. I could have said Bonanski. <laughs> I mean, you did. helps him out. Uh, Bonanski sounds so much better. <laughs> no, we got some differences uh, I gotta talk about. Okay, my first one is that everyone keeps throwing dirt in Stanley's hole. And when I imagine them digging the holes, I imagine mm. them far enough apart that that wouldn't happen. I imagine them closer than you imagined, but I also imagine, again, this is them bullying him when they don't bully yeah. him in the book. Because I feel like everyone knew, like, okay, it's that person's there digging, that person's there digging, this is where I can put my dirt piles and they weren't purposely throwing it into other people's pile. That makes sense. And so then, like, also Stanley almost got attacked by a yellow-spied lizard. Like, yeah. what? Also, let's talk about how bad those CGI lizards are. It was 2003. And why did they have, like, why did they have some CGI lizards and some were the bearded dragons? I was like, just use the bearded dragons the whole time, guys. Bearded dragon can't run on his back legs at people. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> I don't remember that happening. <laughs> it didn't happen in the book at all. 
<laughs> it also doesn't have a little oh, yeah, neck flare thing. That scene. I think this is that scene. It does have a neck. It doesn't have like the Jurassic Park neck flare, but it has one that comes down. I know, but in the band. movie, it yeah. had the Jurassic Park yeah. thing, right? Yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah, that whole scene was stupid. Yeah. Stanley goes to the rec room after his shower, and he brought some stationery, and he starts writing to his family. And he tripped over someone, and, like, he's really tired, and the guy's like, watch out, and he's like, you watch out. And so then, like, this guy gets up and tries to, like, beat him up, and Armpit and Zigzag come over, and they say, no one messes with Caveman. And Caveman's like, I don't want to mess with anybody. And then he finds out that that's his new nickname. And Zero's watching him write, and he randomly asks him, "Are there were there X's on those shoes? And Stanley's like, uh, yes. And so that all happened, but that that whole scene is jumbled. Is super jumbled all over the, the red movie. X's happen at the beginning of the movie. Caveman. Uh-huh. He doesn't get his nickname until like halfway through the movie. Yeah. And I also didn't like how they acted it because they literally like pull him off to the side and I'm like no one messes with Caveman and are looking at him. Saying, yeah. No one messes with Caveman and I'm like, well, no shit, he doesn't know he's Caveman. <laughs> right. <laughs> <sighs> Yes, that's fair. That, the, it, yeah. So, the second day was harder than the first, naturally. Like, freaking have blisters all over your hands. And, but he finds a little fish fossil. Because at the beginning, they were said, if you find anything interesting, tell us. And he's like, this is interesting. I mean, I would do the same thing. If I was not told what interesting counted, I would be like, a fossil, that's interesting. <laughs> but they're all making fun. Like, yeah, okay. Look at the little fishy. And... No, the warden's not going to care about that and stuff like that. And he's just, like, confused. And so this is when X-Ray comes over and is like, hey, I've been here the longest. If I've never had a day off, because he gets a day off if he finds something the warden likes. He's like, that wouldn't be fair if you are here for two days and you get a day off. So if you find anything, give it to me. And Stanley's, like, not wanting to get bullied anymore. So he's like, okay, fine, whatever. Again, I just think they bullied a little too hard. But yes. Okay. So when Stanley finishes his hole, he goes back to his tent, and Mr. Pendanski is talking to all the boys about their plans when they get out. And this is when we find out, like, some of the people like animals. We find out what some of them did to get into the camp, and uh, just the background crap. <laughs> yup. Bruce favorite. <laughs> the best. <laughs> so funny. Some background? Actually, no. Nope. I'm trying to think, because I feel like there's some background that I can handle, but, like, there's a whole... It's it's ironic. There's a whole part in Twilight, not Twilight, in Eclipse, my favorite one out of the series, that there's a whole chapter I can't stand. Oh, well, good. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It's all background stuff? Yeah. Oh. Well. But it's... Yeah. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> Yay, great. <laughs> You'll probably love it. You'll be like, good, I've been wondering about this character. I probably will. Yeah. And it's background. like, it's good to know about the character, but I just, I was like, dude, I don't need it. <laughs> Give me back to them fighting the other vampires. <laughs> All right, you know, back to this realistic <laughs> hey I've mentioned Twilight in all of our episodes so far maybe I will in Jumanji I don't know we're recording this before Jumanji yes yep <laughs> <laughs> so 
sorry if I don't mention Twilight and Jumanji. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> okay. So the next few days, Stanley discovers a gold tube with a KB on it. He decides to give it to X, or he decided to give it to X-Ray, but he didn't want to. X-Ray kind of, or someone saw him with it. I think it was... It, so, in the book, he finds it. It's like, oh, X-Ray told me to give this to him. But I really don't want to. But I also don't want trouble with this. And he's sitting there, like, looking at it. And he's like, oh, shoot. Everyone's going to see me. Like, everyone's going to know. I should just give it to X-Ray. And then he's like, hey, X-Ray, look at this. Not like how it's in the movie. In the movie, Magnet? I don't know who is who in the movie. I know who X-Ray is, who Zero is, and who Stanley is. Everyone else, I get so confused. But I think it was Magnet. I think so. He sees it and jumps out of his hole and jumps into Stanley's hole and is like, yo, what is that? So then Stanley calls X-Ray. He's like, X-Ray, come here. Dang it. Yeah. And so then he just, like, convinces X-Ray to do it the next day because... Mm -hmm. Um, Why would you take a day off when you've already got half of your hole dug up? Yep. And then in the book... And then that nice close-up shot of that rock. So that's how we know that they know what (laughs) stupid hole they go to. Right. But in the book, there is nothing. He just remembers. And I'm shocked at how that is. I know. I would not be able to remember. Well, like, my favorite part of that is favorite part <laughs> he's like I think it's this one and he goes again it's a stupid hero winning right off the bat like he thinks it's that hole so they go and try that hole and guess what it is that hole Bree's jumping way to the end of the book <laughs> just drives me crazy <laughs> oh gosh alright so Stanley finds X-Ray in the morning and is like okay are you, you know, you're gonna do it he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's, like, confused. He's like, why is he so mean? <laughs> what do you mean to me? <laughs> and, but then, after they've been digging a while, and... I was about to sing a song, but I, that was gonna be the, why are you so obsessed with me? Boy, I wanna know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, no. And so then, after, because I get two water truck deliveries and so the first water truck delivery then X-ray's like hey I found something and he's like oh wow and so Mr. Penansky takes X-ray to the warden and then they come back and she's like this is great you know give X-ray two water tokens or shower tokens and everything like that and then fill everyone's canteen again and Mr. is all proud he's like I already did it and she's like excuse me love it <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I already filled them. And she's like, excuse me, did I ask you if you filled them? Or when you filled them last or something like that. She's like, caveman, come here. And she shakes it. And she's like, did you hear that? And he's just like, uh. And so he made her fill them again. Or she made him fill them again and everything like that. Basically, his child slaves. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what this book is all about. worse. So, the, I think the only difference, really, in this was that Mr. Penansky just called the warden to come out. He didn't take x-ray, which, I mean, yeah, I feel like should have happened in the book, too, but... Yeah. 
Why was there that whole extra step? I don't know. I guess if the warden came out and it was not worth it. She'd be mad. Yeah. So the warden now had the boys digging x-rays hole. And um, they brought out um, wheelbarrows. That's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) (laughs) I was so confused. I was like, I don't... They brought out wheelbarrows, so some boys were digging, some boys were then taking the dirt far away because they were going to dig that whole area. And um, the water truck was there so the boys could get water all day long, and in the movie, though, they called extra campers to come over, which I feel like in... If this really happened, she would have done. Yeah. Would have called all the camp. just camp, or the D people. Yeah. And, uh, then if I, this is what she's looking for, yeah. Yeah. And so then she's getting more and more irritated, right? Because they're not finding anything. And then I love in the movie how Armpit was like, got something like off the washing machine or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, I found something. And she's like, Are you calling me stupid? And it was like, Oh, I mean, like, <laughs> I just wonder what is going through his head where he thought that might work. He's a boy. He wanted time off. I guess so. Hmm. But that didn't happen in the book. They also didn't think anything was special with the shotgun case. Or yes, whatever it was. True. Bullet. Yeah. We're kind of chugging along. Here we go. So Stanley gets a message from his mom, and it's uh, just talking, and he's or it's saying stuff, and he's just kind of chuckling. And Zero's, like, watching him, and he's like, I'm really uncomfortable with you watching me. <laughs> Or reading over my shoulder, and he's like, I can't read. And oh, that actually didn't happen yet. No. Zero just stands there mute. Oh, yeah. And he's just kind of, like, looking at him. He's like, okay. And so then it's back to the hole, and now the warden's getting really impatient. She made the water truck go only back to twice a day. The boys are in this huge combined hole, and Zigzag is digging, and he smacks his shovel in Stanley's head because they're so close to each other. Which does not happen in the movie. I was no. under... What's that thing? Mandela effect? Oh, the Mandela effect? Yeah. Where it did. Yeah. I really... with Hermione and the glasses. Yes. I really thought it happened and I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I had to actually rewind it. I was like, wait, what? How did I miss <laughs> like, it? I've watched this. <laughs> yes. Okay, so st- now it's Stanley's writing to his mom, and he's, like, telling Zero he doesn't like him reading over his shoulder, and Zero's like, I can't read. And he asks Stanley if he could read, or teach him to read, and Stanley's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he's like, I'm too tired to read, and Zero's just like, oh, okay. I'm too tired to read? I'm too tired to teach Thank you, you to read. <laughs> Thank you. Allie's thoughts every no. time we read a book. <laughs> I'm too tired I'm just, to read. <laughs> I'm just going so fast that my thoughts are getting jumbled. <laughs> All right, so the next day, now Magnet stole Mr. Sir's sunflower seeds out of of the truck. (laughs) Say that ten times. (laughs) Mr. Sir's sunflower seeds out of the truck as they're getting their water. Mm Mm-hmm. And the boys are passing them around as he drove off, and then all of a sudden he turns around, and they're like, oh, he's coming! And they toss him to Stanley, and they, of course, fall in Stanley's hole. And so Mr. Sir comes back, and he's like, oh... You know, fancy. What's what's that? And he takes Stanley to the warden, because Stanley took all the blame for it. 
And <laughs> this is, I loved Mr. Sir in the movie. I thought he was so free. He's he's he was the dad in Tre- National Treasure, right? Is that the same actor? I think so, John Voight. Sure. I know he's Angelina Jolie's dad. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Well, I think he's freaking hilarious. And so <laughs> they're like, he's like, let me tell you a story. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a place where it never rained. The end. And I was like, oh my gosh, I laughed so hard. I remember laughing in the theater with all my classmates too. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh gosh. So now, now, now Stanley's at the warden's house, and <laughs> and he explains the Mr. Sir explains why he brought him in, and she's like getting upset. She's like Stanley, go get me that little box, and it has nail polish in it. And she paints her nails, and she's like, oh, it gets this color because of the rattlesnake venom. It's perfectly harmless when it's dry, but when it's wet... And then she smacks Mr. Sir across the face, and he, like, kind of is, like, shocked. And then the pain sets in. And I'm just thinking, like... So, I don't know, do you... Sometimes, you know, you, your cuticles are, like cut mm-hmm. a little bit so when mm-hmm. you paint your nails maybe it's like dude I would not put rattlesnake venom on my fingernails maybe she just goes above her cuticle line maybe a little close to the skin yeah, oh. risking that she obviously has to have the antidote or anti-venom or whatever she's crazy <laughs> and so like she he now has like splashes on his face and that's the other thing I'm like how how can you slap someone to get the nails in and the venom? Like that has to be a. She had to put all of her body weight into that. She's mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when Stanley goes back to his hole, it's almost finished, and he finds out it was zero. So this is when he's like, "Okay, you know what, zero? I'll teach you how to read." Um. And Zero's like, okay, I'll dig your hole for an hour and you teach me to read for an hour. And they're like, perfect. And so, uh, and this is when he's kind of putting together, he's like, oh my gosh, kissing Kate Barlow, KB, I bet that's what that gold tube was for. And I think that doesn't happen to like the freaking very end of the movie, right? Yeah. Or does it happen right away? It was one of those. I think it happens right away. The second he finds it, he's like, KB. Oh, wait, no, because they say, I know who that is. It's Keith Berenger from Netflix. Oh, yeah. Plus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh, guys, I love this movie. <laughs> All right, so now we go back to 110 years ago to Kiss and Kate's story. So this is the generation after... Elia, Yelnats. So, Kiss and Kate, they're at camp, they're at Green Lake, that's the town, and she's a school teacher, and she makes the best peaches. And their school building was falling apart. They're gonna eat a lot of peaches. Move into the country. Eat a lot of peaches. You know that song? No. <laughs> Sad day. 
Cassidy would be disappointed in you. <laughs> Sorry, Cass. <laughs> if only you listened to our podcast. Then maybe she would know the song. Yep. That's why I don't know it, because you don't listen. <laughs> Everyone who listens is like, but we're listening. Why aren't you talking about <laughs> Why are you just calling out watch Cassidy? Him text, watch him text us and be like, I do I listen. listen. <laughs> and Ellie listens to this song. <laughs> All right. So there's this rich guy in town who's like, his, his family like owns the town or something like that. And Charles Trout Walker is called Trout because his feet stink. And he's like goes up to Kate and he's like, Oh, you know, you should go out with me and she's like, No and which made him mad. He's like, No one says no to me and she's like, I just did I was like Bam, yes you did. You go girl. And so Yeah I think we learned about Sam in this part too, where Sam's Yeah. Sam's uh We get a big chunk of their story in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the movie they're it's it's flipped. So you're basically following Sam almost in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Rather than Kate. Mm-hmm. Yep. My problem here is, I picture Kate to be brunette. I don't like that she's blonde. Oh. Mm-hmm. So then out comes Kate in the movie, and I'm like, who the hell are you? <laughs> it's not Kate. <laughs> oh <Sorry>. my. <laughs> Go back home. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Nope. So now we're back with Stanley, and so they're at breakfast, and Mr. Sir had these, like, big gashes on his face, and they're, like, getting all swollen and everything, and a camper is like, what happened to you? And he's, like, pins him against the oatmeal pot, and he's like, I think I'm kind of handsome, don't you? And that's when everybody's like, oh my gosh, yes. And, like, don't talk to Mr. Sir. And so, oh my gosh, so, when I read this part, I was pissed. Why? Because I, another Mandela effect, was convinced. He said, I think I'm kind of purdy, don't you? Which is, he says in the movie. Yeah. That line got the whole class rolling. <laughs> we thought it was the funniest thing. And so I was like, convinced. I was like, well, that's what it says every time. And then I read it and he says, handsome. And I'm like, how many times do you want to bet, or how many times, <laughs> how much you want to bet that in the four times you read this book, apart from the first time, <laughs> you were like, ah, he says purdy. I know, every time I'm yeah. shocked. Yes. <laughs> I actually think I have a memory of that, me reading it to my class and being yeah. like, ah. I wonder if I reworded it. <laughs> you said Bernie. I probably did. Like, I probably read it, and then I backtracked, and I wrong. said it how I wanted it to be said. <laughs> that doesn't really help my compare and contrast, does it? Goodness, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, so, Mr. Sir is now filling up all their waters. They're back to digging their holes. And he just kind of lets Stanley's fall to the ground. He's like, oh, is that enough water for you? And Stanley's like, yes, Mr. Sir. And then Zero comes over and hops in his hole and is like, here, have some of my water. And then this is when Stanley talks about the lipstick tube. And I'm like, he doesn't share it with anybody Yeah. until the end of the book. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't like that. That one scene I didn't like. So. <laughs> 
I've got like a bunch of little notes, but like they're so small. Like, hold on. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, when uh, Stanley is first there and it's like their first dinner, X Ray comes up to him and is like, "Hey, you better give me that bread because I had I've been here longer. Like, mm-hmm. I've spent more energy." Blah blah blah. So he makes him give him his bread. That didn't happen happen in the book. They sing the song way too often in the movie. I don't like that. Uh, the kids, when they're talking like one night before bed, they're like, I think we're digging to help the lizards have a home and like mm-hmm. all this. And I was like, that's dumb. You know that the warden's looking for something. What are you doing? So it's like been small nitpicky things. Mm-hmm. That's because they did such a great job. <sighs> this is the biggest difference and I understand why it's so different. So we're back at Sam and Kate. And so Sam is an African-American 110 years ago who sold onions with his donkey, Mary Lou. And he kept offering to fix Kate's school because she was like, ah, the roof leaks. And then he, she enjoyed him there so much that she came up with other things like, um, the door doesn't shut, the windows don't open, and all this sort of stuff. And he's like, I can fix that, I can fix that. And so now there's nothing else to fix, and it's pouring down rain, and she's just so sad. And she's like, my heart's broken. He's like, I can fix that. And then they kiss. And this is when someone from this town comes out and sees them kissing. And then none of the kids come to school the next day. And then Trout and his friends end up burning the school down, and Kate's running. She's freaking out. This is 110 years ago. And a white woman is not allowed to be kissing an African American. Actually, oh no, vice the versa. Other way around. Right, yes, yes, which we find out because she runs to the sheriff and is like, "Oh my gosh, you know they're burning the school down." And he's she's he starts hitting on her, and so the sheriff is hitting on her, and she's like, "What the heck?" And she's like. She finds out he's drunk. He's like, I always drink before a hanging. And they find out that she finds out that he's going to hang Sam for kissing her. And she's like, then you have to kill me, too. And he's like, nah, it's not illegal for you to kiss him back. And all the stupid racist stuff that mm-hmm. happened back then. Mm-hmm. And um, so Sam, or so Kate runs past him and goes find Sam. And she tells Sam what's happening and they need to go. And he's like, okay, he's trying to figure out what to do with Mary Lou. And she's like, there is no time we need to go. He's like, okay. So they jump in Sam's boat, and they start rowing, and then Trout smashes into the boat. And so they're all, they're broken into the water, and they shoot Sam in the water. And they take Kate unwillingly to land, and she sees that Mary Lou was shot on land, too. And then the next day, Kate goes back to the sheriff and kills him, and then kisses him. And that's how she became the most feared outlaw. She only ever kissed the people she killed. Oh, man. Now, this part was the... This was the biggest change, I think, in the whole movie. Okay. Which I understand why. Okay. The whole beginning part, burning the school and the sheriff being drunk and everything was the same. Mm-hmm. And... She goes to find Sam, but Sam is on the boat. And this is all happening at nighttime. I think in the book it was during the day. But Sam's on the boat, and he's just rowing, 
and then that's when we see him get shot in the boat. So it's far away, we couldn't see anything. All you saw was like, you know, a shadow drop in the boat. So it was very PG rather than the book, which was more violent. So I was... Yeah. And then Mary Lou didn't get shot in the yeah. movie, too. I yep. So I was good with that change. <laughs> I was okay. The donkey? <laughs> no, it's just that whole scene. Oh. I don't know. I preferred that. I don't know. I wouldn't want to get watch someone get shot. <laughs> Sounds horrible. So now we're back to Stanley digging up holes. And finally, Mr. Sir filled up Stanley's canteen, and he took it to the front of the truck. And so we think he put something in it, but we don't know because Stanley ends up dumping it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that never happened in the movie. movie. No. Um, and then we go back to Stanley teaching Zero how to write his name. So he's like, Z-E-R-O. And Zero's like, you know, that's not my real name. He's like, what? Even uh, Pendanski calls you that. I'm like, you really thought that was his freaking real name? <laughs> Somewhere I just realized it's basically his last name. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's probably why they call him that. Maybe that is. I always thought it was because he had nothing in his head to them, but I actually think it's because he was quiet, didn't talk, and they were like, mm, your last name's Roni. Zero. Yes, so his name is Hector Zeroni. You guys, that's the end of the chapter. As a teacher... That was the most satisfying chapter to finish my read aloud on because, you know, these kids who haven't read the book or seen the movie are just like eating their snack and coloring and stuff. And they're like, he's like, that's not my real name. And he's like, oh, what is it? It's Hector Zeroni. And I saw all these heads pop up and look at me. They're like, <laughs> Zeroni? And then I just closed the book. And they're like, no, read more. And I was like, ha ha ha, time to do math. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> Evil. <laughs> it is. There's nothing more powerful. That's a powerful feeling than a teacher closing a read aloud on a cliffhanger. I saw that as a meme and it was the most accurate thing I've ever read. Flashback to Kate. And she's she's now back at the lake. She went and lived in the cabin that I'm assuming is the warden's cabin right now. And Trout and his wife come in and hold her at gunpoint in the they're like, we know you've robbed 20 years worth of robbery, so where's the treasure? And she's like, uh, and then the wife spots, who used to be an old fourth grade student of hers, spots a shovel, and she's like, she's buried it somewhere! And so they tie her up and, like, make her go to show them where it is. And then a yellow-spotted lizard jumps on her and bites her, and Kate is just like, ha ha ha, good luck, start digging, and she dies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like it better or not in how it happened in the movie. I don't like it. Why? Because why is she take? Why is she committing suicide? So in the movie, <laughs> <laughs> let me help y'all out. <laughs> she goes and she finds Sam's old boat that he was shot in, and so she's sitting next to it, and she's just like super sad and then a lizard comes out and she picks it up and well a lizard comes out and then they have a, like 10 minute dialogue and the lizard goes back away 
then she's like, oh, come here, baby, and, like, gets it out of the hole and then puts it to her wrist, and it, like, slowly... <laughs> well, because... The trout walker's like, I'm gonna make, I'm not gonna kill you, I'm gonna like make you wish you were yeah. dead type of yeah. thing. And she was like, You know, it'd be super satisfying. Oh, because then she was like, I wished I was dead every day no, for the last time ago. 20 years or yeah, something like that. So then she just was like, Okay, now's the time because then ha ha ha, they won't be able to find my treasure. Yeah. <laughs> so then we see some lightning in the distance and. That's the first time we see God's thumb, which is a mountain that looks like thumb. And Stanley remembers, oh, my great-grandfather was robbed by kissing Kate Barlow, and he survived on God's thumb. Oh, didn't happen in the movie. He doesn't see God's thumb until way later. You would think that if his great-grandfather was robbed by Kate Barlow and survived on God's thumb... Everyone would realize that Camp Green Lake is not a camp. You would think. <laughs> yep. I got no argument for that. <laughs> I just realized that. I was like, wait a minute. That's dumb. You would think then the parents would be like, uh, we shouldn't be sending our kid there because what is he going to do? Die. Yeah. <laughs> yup. <laughs> All right, so in the book, it continues on where it's Zigzag's birthday, and he's really just acting like a jerk. He's like, at lunch, he goes over and starts shoving a cookie in his face, and uh, eventually he's like, he hits Stanley because he's getting so irritated because Zero's digging his hole for an hour every day, and it's just really frustrating everybody. So Mr. Pendansky comes over and is like, hit him back, go for it. And... Yeah, great. Yeah, good. good. And then he's shocked. Good, good counseling there. <laughs> then he's shocked when, uh, you know, a whole freaking riot breaks yeah. out. <laughs> because Zigzag starts beating the crap out of Stanley, and Zero jumps on him and is like, starts choking him, and everyone's trying to pull Zero off, and it's just like, Mr. Pandansky shoots his gun, and the warden comes out, and this is when we figure out that, or this is when, uh, the warden figures out that Zero's been digging part of Stanley's hole. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And he's like, I'm, d I'm doing it so he can, I'm teaching him how to read. And she's like, oh, what, it, what have you learned yesterday? And Zero's like, the at sound. And then she starts spelling like, okay, what does C-A-T spell? What does F-A-T spell? And like all these other words. And then eventually he messes up. I think it was chat or something like that. I don't remember what word it was. But he messes up, and then Mr. Pandansky's like, see, he's stupid, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then that's, Zero keeps saying, I don't want to dig any more holes. And she, the warden's like, good, you will not be digging Stanley's hole anymore. And then Zero smacks him in the face, Mr. Pandansky in the face, and then runs out. And <laughs> I was so sad that it didn't happen how it <laughs> happened in the movie, because... <laughs> I just think it's the most epic scene ever where <laughs> Mr. Pendanski's like, might as well teach this shovel to read. What does D-I-G spell? And then Zero, like, pauses. 
Or maybe that's when he says, you might as well teach a shovel to read. And then he smacks him in the face and he's like, dig. And then he runs away. Oh my gosh. If you wonder what a group of fifth graders are like in a freaking fight, they like, we all were like, what? Because this wasn't in the book. So we weren't expecting that. And it was the, it was, uh, guys, I don't even care. Brie can hate this book, (laughs) but it is fantastic. It is wonderful. And that scene will be with my childhood forever. <laughs> okay, so now we're at Mr. Pinansky, Mr. Sir, and the warden are all talking to Stanley. They're like, where is he? Do you know where he is? And he's like, no. And then they're like, okay, so we're going to just destroy his evidence because, you know what, he was someone from the state. He has nobody, so no one's going to know he was here, and there's no body. It's perfect. And I did, like, in the movie at that part, uh, they say something about, like... It doesn't really matter because no one cares about him. And Stanley was there and he was like, uh, excuse you, I care about him. I did like that. Yes. Yep. Because unlike in the book, they were talking to Stanley, but in the movie, they were just... They were in the, uh, like... The tent, just them. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, bedroom. Mm Mm-hmm. So now there's a new kid named Twitch and he comes and he was arrested for stealing cars. He just twitches all the time when he's behind the wheel. And so Stanley just kept thinking of Zero, and then he decided, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the water truck and go find him, because, like, it's been a couple days. If he's alive, he's going to need water. And he drove it right into a hole, (laughs) and he jumped out with his empty canteen, and then he ran away. In the book, it was, like, a surprise, like, for everybody, like, Twitch was even like, you gotta put it in gear, put it in gear, because he's, like, from the back mm-hmm. getting water. Whereas in the movie, Twitch, like, walks around with him, and is, like, in on it. I thought that was weird. I didn't take that as him, like, helping with it. I still think Stanley did it all of his own. And why did Twitch walk around with him? Because Twitch is new. He doesn't know what's going on. He was just following. Hmm. I guess. That's how I took it. Alright. I... Okay. <laughs> so Stanley's like, you know, I'm just gonna keep running. You know, I'll go to the mountain. Well, could you men going back after you just tried to steal right. a car? We're gonna get shot. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, as he's going, he finds this old sack of sunflower seeds. He picks it up and just starts walking with it. And so he's walking towards God's thumb, and he sees something in the distance, and he realizes it, it's a boat with the name Mary Lou written on the outside of it. <gasps> Worlds are connecting. The puzzle is coming together. And so he goes up, and he hears something underneath, and then he sees a hand reaching out, and you're like, what? It's zero. I'm going to do that. You're going to be the, the woo girl, and I'm the, the air horn. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Starting it in season two. <laughs> Why not? <sighs> Stanley went down into the hole, and so he ate some of this stuff called sploosh, is what Zero called it, and it tasted like peaches. Oh my god. Like fermented peaches. Oh yeah, they probably wasted. <laughs> what? They probably oh. were wasted. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't really... You kind of talk about it. What? About how it was so old and bad for them. Yeah, it was super bad. (laughs) 
So yeah, I bet you that's probably why he was dying, though. Maybe that's why. Freaking had alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Ah, I didn't think of that. It probably wasn't bacteria. It was freaking alcohol poisoning. These boys are drunk. These these fourteen year olds. Poor little kid. <laughs> oh no! I didn't think of that. <laughs> so they're eating these fermented peaches, and uh, Stanley's like, "We gotta go back because this is the last one he the bottle." He's like, "I'm not going back." And so they're finally they're like, "Okay, you know what's that mountain look like?" And Zero holds out his fist in his thumb, and so they go walk towards it. So, like I said earlier, this is when they notice the mountain for the first time in the movie. Yeah. And Sploosh didn't make him sick. At first. Zero doesn't, like... <laughs> at first. <laughs> um, Zero doesn't, like, come close to death in the movie. No, yeah, he's super close to dying in the mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense. He just drank it. He, what, had, like... 13 jars or yeah. something like that. And when Stanley got there, only one was left. Yeah. So this kid drank... And some of them jars of alcohol. And some of them opened easy. Yeah. And And some did not. Yeah. So they kept walking and walking and walking. They finally got to the edge of the lake and they had to climb out of it. So it wasn't like a gradual out. It was like a freaking cliff. And so as they're climbing out, um, Stanley almost falls and like zeroes thrusts down the shovel and has him hold on to it and he's cutting his hands up and um, all that happened in the movie which mm-hmm. was yep mm-hmm. and so but unfortunately they're getting weaker and weaker because it's freaking hot out and they're freaking dying yeah that doesn't get shown well <laughs> now look not at our all. movie no except this is when zero kind of passes out yeah and so Stanley's carrying him up the mountain and he notices freaking bugs everywhere and he's like oh, bugs and weeds yeah that means water yeah. and sure enough he they go up the mountain and they find this little stream well they do in the movie in the book they have to like dig and they find all this mucky water mm-hmm. and that was my main difference yeah yep yeah. and as they're up there they're eating onions because there's a bunch of onions all around <gasps> More onions. More related. They're eating all these onions and mucky water, and Stanley's like, he really needs to go find that shovel so that they can dig down and uh, make their water hole a little bit bigger. And so he tells Zero he's going to go do that. He goes down, and it's way farther. Like, he carried Zero up this mountain far. And so as they're... um, All right, so Zero now tells Stanley that who really stole the shoes. He's like, I stole the shoes. It wasn't you. And he tells him his backstory about, like, how, you know, I'm a little homeless boy, and I just needed new shoes, and there were shoes. I didn't know they were famous, and all this sort of stuff. And he's like, you know that? And they find out they lived really close to each other. He's like, oh, that one park, I slept in the tunnel slide, and all this sad, sad stuff. And... Then there was a flashback in the book about how Sam's onions saved this little girl from food poisoning. And it wasn't until I was typing this up, because I was like, that's such a random memory. Why? Is because Zero had food poisoning from all these onions, or all these peaches, and then all of a sudden they've been oh. down in onions, and now he's okay. And I was like, Poof. Yep. 
makes sense. <laughs> oh, and so then, as Zira's, like, falling asleep, Stanley's singing him the pig lullaby song. So the lullaby was sang from a Yelnats to a Zeroni after carrying up the mountain and drinking from the stream. I wonder what happens. Oh, I never put that together. What? Yeah. The whole plot of the story? You never got that? No. It's oh not done well. Oh my gosh. Yes, it is. At the very end, it even tells you. It says... I mean, ish. It says, you cannot believe in a curse, but the day after, a Yelnats carried a Zeroni up the mountain and sang the song... I ignore the backstory. Like, I knew the whole thing with Oh my gosh, no wonder you hate the book. You didn't even pay attention to half of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys. She's not here for this story. It's a lot of back and forth between here and now. And then, literally, there is... It leaves plot holes, and he's okay with it, because... You can fill the holes in for yourself later. You know, it's how it ends. Yeah. And I think that's the stupidest. That's, you didn't want to write more. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really have any holes to fill in. Why don't we get to the end before we should okay. start off? <laughs> We're very close. So, Stanley's laying there and he's like, oh my gosh, okay, he's freaking out. Because he's like, well, if I'm going to be just like an outlaw now, I need some money. And then he's like, oh. <gasps> Maybe, like, a treasure chest of money. And so he's like, zero, let's go dig one more hole. So they make it all the way back. And they wait till everybody goes in for the night. And then they go and they find the hole that Stanley found the lipstick container at. And they start digging. And at first they're digging down. He's like, this is too much work. So they start digging sideways. And... Zero's like, I'm going to go find some food and water. And he goes and does that. And, um... I didn't like that they didn't actually, like, sit down and plan this. Because in the book they do. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, so we got to do this at night when everything's going to sleep. And we got to be quiet. We have to sneak. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like there was something else. Uh, but then when they get there, instead of going for food, Zero goes for a stupid another shovel. Yeah, I didn't like that. And they go right in broad daylight. Yeah, I don't think it was broad daylight. It was, like, sun setting, yeah. but it was not dark yet. No. Yeah. And then when they start digging, it was dark. But in yep. the book, it's definitely, they go, they're walking on their way during the day, but then when they get close to camp, they're like, okay, we'll stop here, and when it gets dark, we'll go to the hole. Yeah. And so finally, they clunk something and they pull it out after digging it out and it's this suitcase or treasure chest i can't remember what it was in the book like suitcase. suitcase yeah mm -hmm. in the movie it's a treasure chest and a large treasure chest yes and Much so higher. yep and then the flashlights are all in them and they're like oh thank you boys and this is when we find out the warden's backstory that her grandfather i think was trout walker or Trout Walker's son. Oh. <laughs> it was one of those. And Did then not know that. So that's why she's ingrained and crazy of, I need to get this, because for uh, her whole life, sense. she's okay. been digging for it. 
And so, and I'm just saying, if you, your whole life was digging this lake for this, I do not condone child labor, but she came up with a no. very creative yeah. way. Yeah, that's to, true. She's like, okay, I can But get. also, she was a child, and she had to do it, so she didn't see any problem with it. Yeah, it's true. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now she gets 20 holes dug a day instead of just mm-hmm. that one that she digs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's horrible. It is. That's why I don't like this book. <laughs> Because it's all about child labor and slavery. (laughs) You don't get water. Only when we say you can. Your lunch is crap. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She goes to get her chest, like the treasure chest or the suitcase in the book. But then all these yellow spotted lizards are all over them. And they're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like... What do we do? Get it out. And um, then we find out that Stanley's lawyer came the day before to break Stanley out because he is now innocent. And they're like, that sucks that you weren't here. But at least now we'll have a body to give them and all this sort of stuff. So now that, yeah, so they're just sitting there waiting. They're trying to wait it out, wait it out. And these lizards are not leaving. And so... Finally, Zero's like, hey, Stanley, is your name spelled forwards the same way it's spelled backwards? And Stanley's like, that's weird, but yes. And so then they're just getting, the warden's getting more and more irritated. And finally, the attorney general gets there and the, um, the lawyer. And she makes up this whole lie, being like, they broke into my cabin and stole my suitcase and blah, 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 blah. And this puts, pisses, uh... Stanley off. He's like, that's not true. And he hops out. Because right now he's been trying to not move because of these lizards. And now he's like, whatever. And he pops out. And the warden's like, I won't press charges. Just give me my my stuff back. And uh, and Zero goes like, it's not yours. It's Stanley's. It has his name on it. And sure enough, it had Stanley Yelnats written on it because it was great-great-grandfather's who was robbed by kissing Kate Barlow. Yeah. And um, she's just in utter shock. And she's like, no, 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 just open it. Just open it. And his lawyer's like, no, Stanley, don't open it. I'd advise you not to open it. (laughs) And this was another amazing moment in the film when she's like, please, will you just open it? And he slams the car shut. And he's like, excuse me, man, you guys freaking great. I don't understand how Bree's over here like this is horrible. <sighs> I watched it in fifth grade too. Freaking great. Loved it. Love it. Always will love it. <laughs> so as they're getting ready to leave he's like I can't leave Hector you know like and she's like I can't do anything for your friend and she's like he's like I'm not leaving here like he knows that the freaking warden or whoever is gonna kill him and so she's like fine go get me Hector's paperwork and uh, it was destroyed and she's like what kind of type of camp are you running here and so she took Hector with them the guys come out and they're like hey you know go say you know call my mom and tell her I'm sorry and all this sort of stuff the wrong kid said that in the movie 
It was supposed to be Alan in the book. And in the movie, it was Theodore. Oh, good catch. He was like, hey, tell my mom I said I love her and I'm sorry or whatever. Oh, yeah, and say, tell her Alan said she was going to be your right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Good catch. You didn't catch that Thanks. One. I was like, <laughs> uh, kid, wrong one. <laughs> and so then we get a flashback to Sam and how his onions keep away yellow-spotted lizards. So that's how it related to why the boys did not get bit. Because mm-hmm. they were doused up on onion Eating juice. onions. Yep. Day in, day out. Yum. Yep. And so, now Stanley and Zero are in the car, and she's explaining that she's a patent lawyer, and her dad, or his dad just came up with a new foot odor spray that smells like peaches. And she explains that she looked into his case and found out that it wasn't Stanley. And Zero goes, no, he didn't do it, I did. And she's like, don't let me hear you say that again. And then as they're driving off, it begins to rain. And I love how the movie did this better, is it started to rain while they were still there. So it was like this big celebration because it hasn't rained at Camp Green Lake since the day that they shot Sam. Yeah. So now they're at home and they're opening the case and they found... Wait. Oh, what? Did I skip that? We did not even talk about how the three of them get arrested. Oh, Yeah. Because the warden, Mr. Sir, and Mr. Pendansky all get arrested after the lawyer's like, what kind of show are you guys running here in the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. So they open the case, and they find out that there's like $20,000 worth of jewels in there. There's like a million dollars each for Stanley and Zero. And so Stanley buys his parents a new house, and... Um, all that. and But in the movie, there was way more treasure. Like, they're, like, each deed... Way more. E- there was, like, yeah. five or six deeds, and each one yeah. was a million dollars and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. But, okay. Yep. So now there's a Super Polo party going on at Stanley's house, and it's all because his dad's... Okay. It's all because his dad has a commercial for his sploosh, which is... <laughs> The um, good smelly foot spray. Thank you. <laughs> and Sweet Feet Clyde Livingston is the spokesperson. And it ends with someone sitting there stroking Zero's hair and singing him a slightly different version of the pig song. This was different in the book, yeah. too. Or movie. Yeah. Uh, well, I said that this wraps it up because the book at this point kind of glosses over everything and it's like this is what Stanley did this is what Zero did but there's also all this but here we're going to show you this whereas in the movie you see that Zero has hired a private investigator to find his mom but it also seems like Stanley's grandpa knows where his mom was too oh I didn't see that he's like are you Hector Zeroni and then he's there with them when they like have the first introduction with the mom and zero um and then uh what else all the boys are there yeah all the boys are at the pool it looks like a pool party instead of a super bowl party Mm -hmm. and i don't know if i like that or not it's like sweet that they all stayed 
in touch, but also... What? <laughs> yeah. Well, because that was my thoughts, too. And then it's explained that the Camp Green Lake was closed, and yeah. the boys were released for their time served. So, because I was... That was my thoughts, too. I was like, these are all technically criminals still? And yeah. they just, like, get off? Uh, like, fine? Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Thank goodness. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> that so, felt way longer than it was. <laughs> what are we going on? Two hours. Almost. Yeah. An hour and 40. Okay. All right. So we're going to do this cast super fast. Yes, I'm we gonna are. I'm going to say it right now. I have no changes at all. Perfect. We're going to go through my changes. Okay. So Scor- Sigourney Weaver is the warden. I I love Sigourney. Sigourney's one of my favorites. Alien, one of my all-time favorite movies. In my head, for some reason, I thought Julianne Moore played the warden. <laughs> and so when I was reading the book, that's who I saw. Plus, I just think a red-headed firecracker. I don't know who Julianne Moore is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Also forgot to say, IMDb cast 68 people for this movie. Oh, well, she kind of looks like Sigourney Weaver. A little bit. But I think she... I think she could be meaner. Like, Sigourney's mean, but I don't know. I think Julianne Moore would have done it way better. I could see. Mm Mm-hmm. I won't be too upset with you. I still love Sigourney Weaver as her, but... Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll let it slide. John Voight, Mr. Sir. Fine. Okay. Tim Blake Nielsen, Mr. Pendansky. Fine. Okay. Shia LaBeouf, Stanley. Again, like I said, I love Shia, but I think they cast the Even Stevens kid. And yeah, I get Even why. Even Stevens but was popular at that time. Yeah, exactly. So they wanted the pull of that. Mm-hmm. But then that's how come Stanley gets some character differences. Yeah. Did you recast him or no? No. Oh, okay. Cleo Thompson, zero. Thomas. Cleo Thomas. Let's try that again. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I was doing pretty good so far, though. <laughs> Give myself that one, two, three, four, five names. Good job. Six. Zero. Fine. Yep. Yeah. Dude, he was like, was he at your school too? Like, he was the celebrity crush at my elementary school. Oh my gosh. He was so cute. Okay, Eartha Kitt is Madame Zeroni. Fine. Yep. She's she's Yzma from Reaper's New Groove. Well, but she's fantastic. (laughs) Yes. I love her. Uh, And then we'll go to, um, we'll do Sam. I don't know exactly how to say his name. Dual Hill? Dual Hill? He is from Psych, and I freaking love him. And they do a, they do a whole spoof episode in Psych. It's so funny. So I love him. I think he's great. Okay. okay. And then Miss Kissin' Kate Barlow, Patricia Arquette. Yeah, because she wasn't brunette, I had to recast her. That's the only reason? Yeah. Like, what? Just dye her hair brunette. Um, She didn't have the look that I was going for because this chick plays in my, in my mom's shows as a, like, old school teacher. And so this is who I had in my head. And what is her name? Her name is Erin Krakow. Uh-huh. And she plays in When Calls the Heart. Like that. That's how I pictured her. 
Okay. So, I feel like she'd been a baby in 2003. She's only, what? She's only eight years older than us? That's yep. crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> she would have been 19. <laughs> I guess she could have pulled it off if she looks old as a 19-year-old. Yeah. Because, I mean, I figured Kate wasn't much older than 19. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, okay. I mean, I that picture right there, I can see her as being a good Kate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I pictured. So then when a blonde came on the screen, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> and I just wanted to give a shout out to Henry, Henry Winkler. <laughs> Wait, scroll back up. Ah, I died. Henry Winkler. I know, but what's the mom's name? Oh, Siobhan. What? Siobhan. Siobhan? Fallon Hogan? Mm-hmm. That's Stanley's mom and dad. I think they did fantastic. I like the end when they're like... I can't smell anything. I can't smell anything. (laughs) (laughs) All right, do you think the theme of the book and the movie are the same? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yep. Dig holes, find stuff. (laughs) Do the characters stay in tune in the movie and how they are written in the book? Again, what's funny is talking about it made me realize Stanley didn't, but other than that. Yeah, I think Stanley's the only one. Yep. Mm -hmm. And which do you prefer, book or movie? God pick one. What do you prefer? I prefer the movie. And mm-hmm. I actually read the book first. Okay. So it broke our our thoughts. Oh. What do we call it? Our test? Our our experiment. Theory, our experiment. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Can I not? <laughs> no, you have to pick one. <laughs> What sucks? Okay, guys. When I was watching this movie, I had to take, like, an intermission. I had to take, like, a half-hour intermission right in the middle of it. Because I was like, uh, how do you... How? It's just so slow and boring. I can't. Gosh, it's so great. Um, so I think I have to go... I think I go book. The book is great, too. No, I'm not going to argue with you on it. <laughs> I disagree. But... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, All righty, you guys. We did it. Thank goodness. <laughs> Brie only has to get through two more of my books. Yeah. And well, then she's free. Get through Jumanji. Excuse you. Oh, we haven't done that. That was last week. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I do have to get through two more. two more. I have to get through two more, and one of them, Allie literally texted me and went, oh, God, <laughs> this book. It was a horrible book. I feel so angry for... I don't feel bad for choose. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but next week's book, which is not the one we're talking about, is Two Kisses for Maddie, which... Yeah. I'm excited. I still haven't read it yet, but I'm excited. Yeah, it's... Because I'm excited to watch the movie, because I've been wanting to watch the movie mm-hmm. for a while. So it's based on... Or the movie is Fatherhood. So it has a different name, and I didn't understand why until I read it. Now you know. Yeah, the movie is very loosely based on the book. So I'm interested to see how that podcast goes. <laughs> Five hours later. Five hours, yes. (laughs) But you guys don't have to wait a whole week to hear us. 
Because we've got our mini-sode coming. On Wednesday. Yeah. We can't even promote what we're going to talk about because we have no idea. Yeah, because we're recording this way early. But that episode will be recording the week before this comes out. Yeah, so... It's a surprise for us all. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's a good one. <laughs> you guys can go chat with us on yeah. on Instagram, Facebook, yeah. TikTok, message us. Go tell I'm us I'm pretty something. sure if you listen on Spotify, too, you can send voice messages. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Don't know how it works. Yeah. So if you've sent us one and haven't gotten a response back, sorry. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's it. Yeah. We did it. See you in a couple yeah. days. Okay. Bye. Thanks for sticking with us. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we would greatly appreciate it if you subscribed, rate, and reviewed. You can also follow us on Facebook at Offscript, Instagram at Offscript Podcast 21, and TikTok at Offscript underscore pod. Shoutouts to Madam Ashen Creations for our adorable logo art. And Adam Daniel for our incredible theme song. And to Creative Cinephile Productions for producing our podcast. See See you you next time. time!